Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle. Hopefully you guys have an excellent Sunday. This is episode 266. Got a super special guest for you guys tonight. You guys have seen these guys all around the cannabis community. Pop Brothers at Law. How you doing tonight? You want to tell us uh, how you're doing and where all we can find you tonight? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not tonight, but every anyone anytime. <laughs> Such a pleasure to be here. I'm Mark Wasserman. Uh and for me, my brother Craig, who uh, you know, my older brother, he's old man, he's sleeping on a Sunday night. So, you know, we, we, we give him we give him a chance to, to rest up. But uh, you know, we're cannabis attorneys and criminal defense attorneys based out of California. And uh, one of the things that we have become uh Know, famous or infamous for is teaching people how to deal with law enforcement when they get pulled over. We've created something called the script, which is the only 25 words you use when the cops pull you over. And we teach people to use this script politely, calmly, and it's a way to utilize your constitutional and civil rights so that at the end of the day, at the end of an encounter with law enforcement, you will have preserved all of your rights, remedies, and defenses if you have to use them to defend yourself on criminal charges or and if you have to use them to bring a civil action against the police for violating your rights. That is what we do in a nutshell. And I thank you for it. You guys have been putting in a ton of hard work over the years, helping us cannabis growers, users <laughs> safe and out of the clink. Uh, I can't thank you enough for all your hard work, all the time you put in. And uh, we all greatly appreciate it. Eh? You know, it, <laughs> it keeps us safe and out of jail. How much more, uh, you know, yeah, protection do we need than somebody like yourselves? You know, and it's pretty awesome, you guys. How long have you been doing the fight? I mean, how long have you been? You guys been out there? Well, let's see. I've been practicing for 24 years. My brother's been at it for 34 years. And uh, but I mean, when it, 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 we've been teaching people, uh, you know, how to deal with cops for our, our entire careers, but we never advertised, right? We never took ads in the paper. It was all word of mouth, all, you know, uh, steeped in our own involvement with the cannabis culture right from the beginning. I mean, we, we, we grew with, you know, guys in California who, you know, were the, the, the first guys to do, you know, things 20, 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, we represented a lot of people coming up and, about well, it was in Jan- uh, January twenty second, two thousand fifteen, when we started our Instagram account, because my nephew, whom we had helped get out of seven, eight different felonies over a ten year period, because he was in the cannabis game as a first as a, uh, a caregiver and then as a cooperative and a collective and all the legal ways that you were supposed to operate in California. We had my nephew operating that way to protect him. And he said, you got to get on Instagram. And I'm like, ah, oh, we're a couple of old guys. What are we going to 
what we tend to do on Instagram. And uh, we uh, ended up actually going on a talk show called Getting High with Adam on Be Real TV with a guy named Adam Hill. And he interviewed, they were looking for attorneys to interview. Now, this is back in 2015 on the cusp of Prop 64 in California uh, for adult use getting ready to pass. And they were looking for attorneys to come on, talk about the law and smoke with them. And they couldn't find anybody. Well, my nephew was friends, uh, friends with them and said, oh, my dad and uncle will do it. And my uh, brother wasn't, wasn't too happy about uh, his son telling somebody he was <laughs> going to come up on a TV show and start smoking pot. Uh, but I was ready to go. I said, let's go. When do we got to do this? He said, it's tonight. Let's get up there. So we went on uh, Be Real TV, did this show. And at the Be Real TV studios created the Pop Brothers at Law Instagram account on that day, January 22nd, 2015. And started to check out what Instagram was, you know, and it was, as far as I could see, it was tits and, you know, pot and pictures and shit like that. Nothing really, nothing of educational value or anything like that. And, you know, we saw a big gaping hole there and we decided back then it was 15 second videos that you had. And uh, we created a 15-second tip of the day based on getting pulled over. We did a series of 15-second videos on how what to do when the cops pull you over. And back then, the, all we had was our basic theory of shut the fuck up, never consent searches. And we then saw that people needed a way to engage with law enforcement, but protect your rights and yourself from getting killed and everything else that happens at traffic stops. And so over the course of several months, we went back and forth with, you know, 50 words, 70, 60, 50, 30. And finally, it was 25 words that we felt this is it. And it's those words are based on uh, legal theories and legal cases and making sure you institute and maintain your civil and and constitutional rights when you are being pulled over and otherwise engaging law enforcement so it, it kind of took a life of its own we had absolutely no idea that we were going to start this instagram page you know like i said in 2015 then from 2015 to december 25th 2008 about 120,000 followers in that three-year period. And by all accounts, that's pretty good. And um, on December 25th, 2018, one of my notifications on my phone started going off. So what I did, once we started getting all these followers on Instagram and something going on, I created the Pop Brothers at Law on everything, right? Facebook, Twitter, and, you know, LinkedIn, and we even have, we're on TikTok now and, you know, just everywhere. Uh, and so I had different notification sounds set for every different platform if we got a message. Because as an attorney, it just takes one message. Hey, I got raided last night. I'm in jail. I need help. 
you know, and so I don't want to miss anything. So very particular about that. And our Facebook page back then had about two, 300 followers and would go off maybe once or twice a month. And so on December 25th, 2018, my Facebook notifications with which went just a simple ding, just started going ding, 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 ding. And it was just nonstop. And I thought my phone was broken. I'd never heard anything like that. I, was, I thought it was stuck. I turned my phone off and on. Comes back on. It's the notifications are going haywire. I get on my computer and I'm trying to see where it's all happening. I'm getting these likes and comments and shares and just everything. And so I, I'm able to track it down. One of our Shut the Fuck Up Friday script post where we do the script review and we account for a story about three people who were in a raid at an illegal store. Two of them said, I'm a volunteer here. And one of them shut the fuck up. The guy who shut the fuck up, our client, uh, did not get a case brought against him. The other two who said, I work here, got fucked. And so we told that story on this video for Shut the Fuck Up Friday. It got posted on a Facebook page called Respect My Region, which is like a small hip hop uh, political page out of uh, Seattle, Washington at that time. And then that got reposted by Roger Stone. And if you don't know who Roger Stone is, he's a big political strategist who, who got Trump elected and Bush and Nixon and everybody, all the Republicans. Uh, HBO did a great documentary on him too, but he po he reposted that and said these should be my attorneys, which you know he the last guy who shut the fuck up, as we know, and uh, from that post it got reposted by everybody, and when I say everybody, from you know Snoop and P Diddy to Michael Rappaport and. World Star and all these platforms I didn't even know existed. Uh, you know these different internet platforms. Yeah, I'd walk into a, a restaurant and the closed caption TV would have our shit up there going. And and that one video, by all accounts, probably to to date has about five hundred or six hundred million views across all of social media, and that. <clears throat> that led directly to uh, MTV calling us and licensing our video to use on ridiculousness. Uh, Michael Rappaport, we got a, he called us. We went on his podcast. Uh, Tosh.0 called us. We did that show and just it just spiraled out of control to the point where we go places and it's, hey, you're the shut the fuck up guy. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been rewarding getting the feedback from people all over the country who call us or message us. I used the script and a cop let me go on my way and I had 10 pounds in the trunk. You know, I don't tell you, don't walk, don't go driving around with 10 pounds, you know, but it is only pot. And I mean, Jesus Christ, leave people alone. I'll take a break. <laughs> Eat some water. 
Well, it's been pretty awesome. You know, I remember the first time. I, it's such a catchy uh, phrase, too. You know, the shut the fuck up. I mean, and it's all it's all in the sentence there, too. You know, I remember the first time I heard it. You know, I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, you don't know about Paul Brothers? I'm like, no, no, show me. And they all brought it up and showed me the spiel. I'm like, oh, that just that makes perfect sense. And it was... So from then on, it was like every club you went to and shit, you know, you were all, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? There you go, man. You know this. Yeah, we had no idea that it was going to resonate. And I mean, it really, it it hit a nerve in the fabric of society uh, because when we think about when we when we started getting more exposure in 2015 that's when all the shit with the cops started coming more to the forefront when more videos coming out and more of the bullshit dealing with cops so we kind of came came into the scene as that was rising more of a need uh to be able to be able to get engage with law enforcement um because of what's going on and, and it's so important now. And, and what's really amazing is, you know, a lot of people think we're anti-cop and we hate cops and we, you know, which we don't, which furthest from the truth. We, we hate bad cops. I don't like cops who beat people up and, you know, disrespect constitutional rights, you know, fuck them. We like great cops and, and we have a lot of cops that, our followers and fans and support what we do and, and real and understand and realize that not only what we're doing is helping citizens out there, but it, it keeps the cops safe. We're telling people to be polite, be calm, utilize your rights. And, and that's it. And, you know, it's helping keep the cops. Safe. I always, when I talk about cops across the country, I always bring up a, a particular cop. He's a, a captain in Kentucky. And every night, before his uh, squad goes out and he sends them on their shift, they all stand up and recite the script and remind themselves that they support the constitution and people that they're engaging with have rights. And, you know, that we need more police like that. You know, we need more policing like that, but uh, it's out there. It's out there. And, and, and it's important that, People know their rights so they can utilize them. And, you know, what happens, unfortunately, is you get cops who hate people who know their rights and they feel less powerful and then they have to exude more power. But you got to just shut the fuck up and go, 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 go through it and maybe get arrested, you know, and come out the other side. But that's that's how it is. I'm gonna take a dab. You know, I like the way I will take a dab with you. How often do I get to take a dab with the Pop Brothers at Law? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I like the way that you, you know, reiterate to calmly shut the fuck up there because you know, screaming your rights at the officers ain't gonna do nothing but uh, make your matters worse. That's for sure. Yeah, well, and maybe in the right, but nobody likes to be screamed at. Well, and, and and cops typically don't like to be told that they don't know the law. They 
they don't like to be told that. And fact of the matter is a lot of them don't know the laws, especially when it comes to probable cause and what is or isn't. And like in California, smell alone of cannabis is no longer probable cause to search. And, you know, we have people who hear us say this and then they come back and they so you get pulled over and they're like, oh, yeah, and I told the cop that smell wasn't probable cause, you know, and, you know, and then the next thing the cop's doing is ripping through the car and uh, we'll be able to get it thrown out on an illegal search. But you probably could have avoided all that by not saying, well, smells not probable cause, officer, you know, because he's going to say, well, fuck you, it is. And I'm going to search. He's wrong, but he's going to rip your car apart. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what are you dabbing on over there, good sir? I'm dabbing on my West Coast Cure. Hardcore OG. So, you know, you know, you guys really took the social media platform and ran with it. Not just as an advertisement either. You guys laid down knowledge, helped keep a lot of people out of jail. <laughs> saved well, us a lot of money may have screwed yourself in, in the process but uh you know that i guess that's what you want is somebody good and honest and not necessarily looking to make a buck off you but trying to keep you know have your better good in, in mind yeah that's it's interesting because what you know when we when we got on instagram you know five years ago it was Okay, you know, maybe we'll get a few clients out of it. It's free advertising. You don't have to pay for it. And okay, you know, like Facebook. I, you know, I had I, I used Facebook right when it started to advertise my law practice and my production company and my film career. And it was free advertising. You know, it took me eight years to get five thousand friends. <laughs> but on Instagram, we had five thousand people following us inside of a month. And it just grew like wildfire. And yeah, it, it, well, what we, le we learned that we were influencers, right? We never had heard of, we, I didn't know what a fucking social media influencer was and, you know, all that stuff back then. So, so we're attorneys, we're, we're influencers. And as we grew, we get, we got people, you know, hey, you know, smoke my joint on your video. You know, we'll, we'll here, use our product on your video, you know, and, you know, we're finding out, shout us out on your page. And we're learning that all that equates to, you know, money. People pay for shout outs and product placements. And, but we couldn't do that, right? We're attorneys. We're not going to sell products. So we were, believe me, we were not that happy about it you know we we turned down uh you can imagine you know the things we turned down now if we found something that we liked you know like a certain spray or something like that we just used it you know and we would use it and, and things that made sense like a spray deodorize keep your car smelling fresh because you don't want the cops to search you and so on and so forth and things that made sense that we would naturally use but um People were soon asking for 
hats and shirts and things like that. And that was another thing. It's like, you know, we're, we're not hat peddlers. We're attorneys. How do we, you know, we were kind of unique in that we were influencers and, and more than just attorneys to people who were, who were, uh, uh, you know, wanting to see us at, a, you know, shows and, and different things like that. And so we were just trying, trying to navigate all that and, and kind of let it build around itself. You know, now we have, you know, we have our merch, you know, that's up with all the hashtag STFU and the script. And we have a, a, a CBD line of uh, products that we just came out with that we use for our old man ailments and stuff like that. And so, you know, we're, we're navigating our way, uh, our way along while we continue to teach people to shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. Are you guys still doing the cannabis talk? Oh, it wouldn't, was that, uh, like once a week? It was, right? Yes. That, so that's uh, our podcast. We started on FM radio. Uh, wow, that, that was about four years ago. Um, and then actually last year, at the end of 2019, we signed the deal with iHeartMedia. So we became the first cannabis talk show to partner with a major media conglomerate, 50-50 partners with iHeartMedia. And we had our launch on 420-2020 at 420. Now... It was supposed to be at the iHeart Studios in Burbank, at the iHeart Theater, with, I mean, you can only imagine the performers we had lined up and the whole, it was this whole fucking thing that was going to be, uh, you know, laid out there. But of course, thanks to the pandemic, the four of us co-hosts were uh, in the comforts of our own homes, going remote like everybody else. Uh, we launched... And, uh, you know, it's been going pretty good. We're in 93 countries now, heard in 93 countries. And we drop new segments uh, pretty much every day, Monday through Friday. Cannabis Talk 101 on uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And it's a great show with me, my brother, Blue, and Joe Grande. We chop it up, go over everything cannabis, news, business, funny stories, people making waves in the industry and uh, we always have great guests. We, we recently interviewed uh, Carlos Santana, Tommy Chong, uh, Jack Griffo, Squints, Squints from the Sandlot. Uh, if you saw the movie, the Sandlot Squints, he's a, he's got a cannabis brand now, you know, he's a, Oh yeah. But yeah, we've, uh, we, we're, uh, uh, Oh, we got killer Mike coming on next week to Cannabis Talk 101. So lots of exciting uh, things moving and grooving into the new year with that as well. Man, you guys are killing it. Killing it over there. Just trying to yeah. save it. How do you find time to sleep? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Now, hey, I'll tell you something else. I'm, uh, I, that, uh, two weeks ago, I decided to throw my hat back into the acting arena and resurrect my acting career. I've started uh, auditioning again. I have background in uh, 
acting and theater, if you you can check out my IMDb page, if you the Internet Movie Database, imdb.com, and you put my name in, you'll see all the good stuff that I've done. <laughs> but I've been out of it for about 20 years or so. So I uh, just decided to do that as well. So you know, lots of stuff going on, you know. Three kids, a wife, and... Uh, so did the acting... Go ahead. So did the acting come first, or did the, the law come? Or was it, like, side by side? No, I started when I was a kid, and uh, I went through college, actually dropped out of college, moved out to Hollywood, and then ultimately decided to go back to school, go to law school to become an attorney to finance plays and films I was writing. So that's why I became an attorney to make money to do that, which in 1996, I became an attorney and opened my independent production company called Race Ipsa Productions. And uh, over the last 24 years, did about 15, 15 different uh, films, features, documentaries, web series, shorts, in fact, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Two of the movies I did should be showing up on Amazon Prime in the next month or two. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So how big of a, I, you know, this is a silly question, huh, but how big of an asset would you say the acting was as far as, you know, in the, in the courtroom, you know, would you say that, you know, that, uh, was a good like prerequisite for, uh, you know, work in the courtroom there and keeping a straight yep. face and uh, absolutely. Uh, put uh, I guess that'd help for a poker face in the courtroom, no? It does, it does. It helps all the way around because, you know, I, I started performing on stage when I was, you know, six, seven, you know, nine, ten, doing summer stock every year during my teenage years and stuff. You know, so that makes it, you know, you're, you're up there, you're, you're talking, you're comfortable, you know, certainly, certainly helps, certainly helps. So, uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I don't know how you can find time to uh, actually get in the courtroom these days. Hopefully that, uh, you've laid down so much knowledge for you that, uh, you're not so much in demand because it sounds like you've got a pretty full slate right now. Which direction do you hope to see yourself going here? Do you hope to, you know, slow down a little bit, maybe, you know, go along with the acting or do you hope the cannabis field keeps uh, tugging you along? Well, I mean, it's just a little bit, it's just everything, you know, um, we'll see. We actually, we actually have a meeting Tomorrow about some reality TV shit. I, you know, we've been we've been saying no to reality TV producers for about four years, and we finally started talking to somebody that maybe they got the right idea. You know, uh, so I don't know. You know, we're just we're just kind of go, going with the flow. You know, we're going to keep helping people. We're gonna we're helping. Uh, People get into the cannabis business for licensing and permitting. Of course, we represent criminal defense arena. People are still getting busted for cannabis. 
and we represent all over California. But because of social media, uh, we've created a wide-reaching network of attorneys across the nation and in some other countries. So if somebody has a problem, no matter where you're at, we might be able to hook you up with uh, a good attorney somewhere else. So you can, you know, you can always reach out to us. Uh, we're very easy to get in touch with. Well, I can vouch for that. Uh, you know, I was, I sent you guys for, you know, uh, a DM for the show thinking, man, this is a shot in the dark. This is never going to happen. You guys responded right back with a heck. Yeah. And That'd be I couldn't have been more. I, I run all the social media. Man, that's got to be a full time job all in itself, right there. Imagine them DMs are like all day. I don't like thinking about it, but you know, I just it's just one. It's just the way it is. <laughs> just the way it is. So you think California is gonna? I mean. California is one of the pioneers in the cannabis industry. I mean, you guys helped break the ice for the whole country as far as, you know, getting cannabis on the map there. But it seems like you guys out there in Cali can't get along with yourself as far as the law goes. I mean, it seems like Cali would keep you guys uh, pretty busy. I mean, yeah, is, is that what leaves you guys so open to, like, uh, federal problems is, like, there's not enough unity across the straight state as far as law goes and how they Man, treat each other, you know, from county to county. It's too overregulated, uh, overtaxed. They make it too difficult to get in. The margins suck. You know, that's why the black market is continuing to prosper, you know, because uh, until uh, some of the cities are starting to change the, the taxes and lowering them, you know, so so it's manageable. But what? But there still has to be more reform with the way they're they're doing everything and the and the way they're they're the process to to get permitted and licensed. You know, that's that's got to change. That's that's got to change. But you know, it's baby steps. It is the way it is. And you know, I mean, coming from you know somebody who what. 20, 30 years ago, I could never even dream that I'd be able to walk into a store and buy a joint. You know, I mean, for, for old guys like us, it's that being able to do that, pretty cool. It's nice. We wish it could be better. It will get better, but, you know, it's, you know, it's got to roll with it and, and keep fighting and keep being vocal. And, uh, you know, get, getting the change instituted so that the people who started this whole thing, who's, who went to jail, you know, the people who, who went to jail, who are in jail now while people are out there doing the same goddamn thing, making money. I mean, it's ass backwards, you know, and eventually it's going to catch up to itself. But uh, I hope I'm around to see that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd see it be the it, to hit this stage? I no. mean, come on, it's came no. a long way. I no, I, I you know when I think back, no, 
You know, I, I was just hoping for the day that, you know, you won't get arrested for it. And that's, day not, that's still not here. That day is still not here. So it is not legal anywhere in the United States, federal or otherwise, partial legalization in some states. Because they have their limits and can have this much, can't have that much and all that shit. So until, until that changes... You know, it's still going to be illegal and something that people are still getting arrested for. That has to stop. So what is the bill Congress is trying to pass right now? Is that just a decriminalization, not legalization, but a decriminalization type bill? Yeah, it's decriminalization. And that only passed in the House. It needs to pass the Senate, which it won't unless the Democrats take the two seats January 5th in the runoff. Otherwise, it's never going to happen federally. It's sad the way you said it. You know, I hate to say that, but it's... Mitch McConnell... It don't pass because it's the thing to do. It's the pa- it will pass because the you know the right people are in place. That's the that's the, the sad part of it. Not the right thing. The right people. Have the to people. Be no, it's Mitch McConnell. As long as Mitch McConnell is leader of the Senate, no cannabis legislation will pass. That's why you got to get out there and vote for those Democrats on January fifth in Atlanta, Georgia. Get out there and vote for those Democrats in Georgia so we can we can have cannabis legalization federally across the land. Ridiculous. 47 states, 47 states have some form of cannabis legalization, whether it's medicinal, adult use, or like Texas as allows minimal amounts of CBD. But they've at least done something. And there are three other states. I can't remember the top of my head. I think Idaho, Kansas, I think. Okay. Right. And, and so there's 50 states in the union. And 47 of them are like some form of legalization. How is it not federally fucking legal? It's insanity. But... If you look around at what's going on in the country, I guess it's fucking insane anyway. It's crazy times. At least we have canvas to uh, to help get us through it. In fact, it's how crazy it is it that, you know, we've talked about, you know, a little bit that we never thought it'd be this far, but to, you know, be in this trying times and then have cannabis be thrown into the equation as essential and you know them actually <laughs> telling you to use it that was a whole new surprise i would have never seen coming in 2020 yeah yeah essential not not just you know full pa or taboo but now essential that's that's strides <laughs> it's it's illegal and essential all at the same time so you know, go go bang your head. Like I said, bang your head against the wall about that. 
That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, I got to get going, though, man. I, uh, thank you so much for having me on and uh, letting me uh, sprout our, spout our message. No problem. Can I uh, tell you a couple things before you go? First of all, I kind of explain. I explained the two parts of the show there to you, you know, the spotlight, the rabbit hole. Uh, I'd like to offer an open invitation to the rabbit hole. Keep the Zoom numbers. That's always the same. If okay. you're ever wanting to, you know, pop on to a rabbit hole and, you know, give us some advice, hang out, do a couple dabs with us. No invitation needed. Zoom numbers always the same. Please take us up on that. We'd be honored. Uh, the second thing uh, I would like to get from you is uh, what I would is basically a soundbite, <laughs> the old school radio soundbite. Uh, can I get that from you? Basically, what I'm looking for in my words is, "Hey, this is Eagle Gardens, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 266. Check it out. Basically, this will be like the commercial for your episode. Gotcha. Uh, I would greatly, I got greatly appreciate it, my friend. You got it." On me? Anytime you're ready. Yep. Hey, this is Mark Wasserman of the Pop Brothers at Law and Cannabis Talk 101. I am talking shit with Eagle. Episode 266. Check it out and you will learn how to shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. Thank you. Thank you, Nat, just for doing this tonight. But all the knowledge and the people that you've kept safe over the years, not just myself, but we all thank you very much. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. And good luck in that uh, upcoming lecturing adventure, my friend. Thank Thank you you very much. I appreciate that. Well, how often, when do you do the rabbit hole, Dealey? When do you do the rabbit hole? Every night. Basically every night. I take... Yeah, you know, I, this is I started this uh, March 25th of this year, and they, this is 266 episodes, and the rabbit holes are like a point five. So in between every episode, there's a point five. Right. So there's close to like 500 episodes of this since uh since March 25th. So every night, basically, at some point, there's a rabbit hole, and you're welcome to. Jump I'll in at the, any time. I'll keep the Zoom handy, brother. You have a good night, man. Thanks again for having us on. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Pretty awesome. Craig from Pot Brothers at Law. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode. Hanging out with me and a very cool uh, gentleman there. Helping keeping the cannabis industry safe. Uh, check them out, Pop Brothers at Law, both on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, everywhere else you can possibly find them. Well, that does lead us to a rabbit hole. Uh, give me a few minutes and uh, we'll load up and uh, relaunch it again. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys in a few. But if you guys don't, head over to the rabbit hole. Don't forget, please do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. Random acts of kindness, just like my guest here was, does day after day, keeps people out of jail as well. 
Thank you very much. Hope to see you in a few. If not, I'll see you soon. Thank you. Good night. Peace.